0: Good morning and welcome to Hey Mom Hey. My name is Shari James. I am creator of this podcast, also a fellow mom to six-year-old Nicholas. I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an author, but overall, I am a woman that is determined to live life on purpose. Okay, and that's what I want this podcast to be about. I want it to not only be, um, you know, a sharer of knowledge, but I want it to be something that really pushes you, like pushes you past the feeling. Right. Sometimes we just want to feel good about receiving information, but I want it to push you into purpose by giving you practical information. Okay, that you can apply to your life where you are so that God can get you growing and glowing in the lane that he designed for you when he created you. That's what this is about. And so if you've joined us before, we've been reading out of the book that I wrote back in 2017 entitled Breathe Through It All surviving motherhood in your 20s. And the dope thing about it is reading it back now, I'm just like, wow, amazed at the growth, amazed at, you know, the fact that the things that I thought were going to take me out, like what the devil thought that he was going to keep me from back in 2017, like God was like, nope this is my daughter. I have plans for her. Like she's going to push past this. Like she's going to grow. And God is saying the very same thing to you. He's like, look, the things that thought they were going to take you out, the devil, he has no authority over your life. Actually, I have given you authority through my son, Jesus Christ. So every single morning when you guys wake up, I want you to take on that authority. I want you to put on that full armor of God when you're getting ready to step outside your house. Because if you think that you're not going to come up against things that are going to try and question everything that God has been showing you, then you're just being naive. Even Jesus was tempted by the devil and he had to use the word of God to combat him. You see what I'm saying? So it's like... I want you guys to get smart about how you're going through your days by being intentional. Let's talk about showing up for ourselves. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about before we get so like engulfed in social media or television or Netflix or gossip or whatever it is. Let's show up for ourselves by feeding ourselves mentally, spiritually, and being responsible financially. Look, money is just a tool. Like, don't allow it to control you. It's just a tool for you to be able to do what God has created you to do. So I'm so excited because in this podcast, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship, One thing about me when it comes to entrepreneurship, when God gives me an idea, I will move on it right away. Like right away, I will move on it. And that has taught me a lot. That has lost me a lot of money, but that has also gained me a lot of wisdom about what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. Like you have to be willing to work. And so when I say show up for yourself, and guess what? You may not be called to be an entrepreneur. You may not be called to be some of the things that you think is, you know, successful, right? Like whether it's some form of being like a public figure, that may not be your calling. And that is okay. What I do know is that you are called to do amazing things here on earth. And so what I'm more concerned about is how do we get you positioned to be able to start walking in that direction? You know, not walking in a direction where you feel like I have to settle for whatever is offered for, you know, to me. But no, I'm going to go after what I know God is telling me to do because I know he's going to make provision. I know he's going to meet me there. He's going to meet my needs. And there's so much writing on it. Your your lineage, right? You can, God can be using you to break the spirit of poverty, that your children, your children's children may never, will never have to experience that again. But instead, what he's going to give you through what you're, you know, supposed to do here on earth, he's going to show you how to use it to build up kingdom wealth right so that you and your children are doing things that benefit other people not just your family yeah guys i know you're like okay she's so pumped up like i am so passionate and i and and i so believe it with everything in me that like absolutely everything is possible through christ i've seen how you know just walking by faith He meets you where you are. And I haven't even begun to see all that God is going to do in and through me, but I've seen enough to be convinced. So I hope you guys are excited about what God is going to do for you in today. Forget 2019, right? That's too broad. Let's hold him to his goodness in today. So before we get started, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your daughters. I thank you so much for the plans that you have for their life. Lord God, we ask that you just come into our hearts and make them pure and clean before you, O God. Take away anything that is inside of us, Lord God, that is no longer needed. Any bad habits, any bad thoughts, any unforgiveness, Lord God, any um, just feelings of lack. Lord God, renew our minds on today. Show us what it means to have a real authentic relationship with you, oh God. Place us exactly where we are to be in this season. Lord God, help us to get into alignment with your purpose and plans for us. It's in Jesus mighty name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So if you have joined us before, This is episode three. If you've joined us before, we've been reading out of Breathe Through It All, Surviving Motherhood in Your Twenties, which was a book that I authored back in 2017. And it's so amazing because back then, I feel like, yes, I was surviving motherhood. Now, I feel like I'm thriving through. Not that motherhood is perfect, It's a journey really of so much humility. It's a journey of so much patience that is needed for both child and mother. But I'm not surviving it. I am thriving each and every day. I strive to give it my best and I strive to just continue, you know, continuing to allow God to like reveal to me specifically. How am I supposed to parent my child? Because every child is different. They need something different. And so God shows me, y'all. He'll show me little things. He'll say like, look, every day, there's one thing he showed me. He said, every day, I want you to write. um, Nico has like a, a whiteboard in his room. And he's like, every day, I want you to write. Just a different random word that pertains to like business or health or whatever it is. Write the word and write the definition. Go over the word with him. Do like a cool word of the day kind of game. And then if he can tell you the word and what it means by the end of the day or if he can use it in a sentence, reward him. Look, I don't know why God wants me to do that. Maybe he just wants Nico's, you know, vocabulary to be expanded. I don't know. (laughs) But these are little things like God will guide you and you may not know why he wants you to do certain things. I did not know exactly whether or not I started a cookie business for Nico by the name of Nico's Cookies. I started it last year, February. I was like, okay, like, is he maybe a little too young for entrepreneurship? But God kept reminding me about the business over and over and over, guys. I was having dreams about it. Like, I would have day visions about it. And so I was like, you know what? God gave this to me for a reason, so I have to do it. I'm sharing this with you guys to say, look, God is going to guide you on how to raise these children that he has given you. <laughs> they belong to him. And so he knows what it is that they need. You have to be intentionally seeking him, praying about, okay, God, give me insight to my child. What do they need from me? Okay. Okay. So let's jump back into Breathe Through It All, Surviving Motherhood in Your Twenties. We're in Chapter 3, entitled, Your Belly is Growing. You won't know what body changes to expect until you're actually expecting. I didn't experience many side effects during my pregnancy, but I endured the worst morning sickness. Only my sickness continued from day to night. With the constant vomiting, I was sure there was nothing left in my stomach by the end of each day. My hormones had me feeling so emotionally imbalanced. I had gotten so emotionally numb that I stopped verbalizing how I felt and just suppressed it all. One minute I was happy, the next minute I was sad. I had run away from my relationship in the middle of my pregnancy. So there was no true closure. The truth is, I didn't want to get over it. My heart was broken for self inflicted reasons, and some of the reasons were uncontrollable. Any relationship without a solid foundation is going to reveal its flaws over time. Only you can decide what to do. Once the flaws can no longer be hidden, I chose to figure out how to love myself. Believe it or not, my favorite part of pregnancy was the way my body changed. I was empowered knowing that I was capable of carrying a person inside of me. That's pretty amazing. I was developing curves and I felt beautiful. I secretly enjoyed eating whatever I wanted, knowing my belly had a reason to poke out. There was an immense amount of gas that lived inside of me, and it only worried me when I was around other people. No one wants to be the pregnant girl that's always passing gas. As my belly grew, so did my questions about what to expect next. I had the sweetest doctor that would answer a gazillion questions and sneak me more ultrasounds than my insurance would cover during my pregnancy. I was able to see my baby transform from a peanut to a grapefruit, then into a squirrel, as I remember my baby app descriptively saying. My doctor's visits were the highlight of my pregnancy. My child's father made it to just about all of my doctor's visits. There would be a weird tension in the room, an avoidance of eye contact between us. But as soon as we saw the baby on the ultrasound, we both found ourselves smiling. All the nurses were so nice and reminded me of how beautiful I looked. As I got closer to the end of my pregnancy, my focus shifted. It was no longer about being a single mother or what friendships I lost along the way. It was about who I would choose to be and what I wanted to experience moving forward. I was surrounded by love, so I decided to embrace it. June 2nd, 2012 had arrived and I couldn't have been more excited for my big day. My baby shower had the cutest blue and yellow baby duck theme. My cousin's girlfriend offered to throw me a baby shower and insisted on making it special for me. Our relationship wasn't very close at that time. So I was surprised that she put so much thought into doing something so special for me. I have been the considerate doer in most of my friendships in the past. So to be on the receiving end, let me know, God saw me. I still remember the clear balloons that filled the ceiling as bubbles, the 3D duck, cake with cascading white bubbles the baby carriage watermelon i wore a peach fitted dress with blue and white flowers all over my baby bump was the star of the show because i was all belly there were more food and gifts than i could have imagined but the part that was most memorable were the faces that filled the room God used every person in that room at some point in my life to make me better. I bawled my eyes out during my thank you speech, but I can honestly say they were tears of joy. My dad gave a speech and I will never forget him saying he was proud of me. Something I've wanted to hear him say for years Only now, my heart was open to receiving it without doubting his words were true. I felt my mom's presence and knew she would have been proud of my courage. It takes courage to lose control of your body, your plans, and still choose to trust God despite it all. You may think that the only thing that changes during pregnancy is your body. But more importantly, it prepares your mind to accept yourself where you are as you change throughout your life. Learn to trust that life doesn't happen to you, but for you. So that was chapter three of Breathe Through It All. Guys, as we close out this podcast, I want you to think about how you can show up for yourself today. Think of one way, whether it's saying, you know what, I've been really stagnant in my relationship with God. I have not been pursuing him the way I know I really need to and that's why I'm not hearing from him. Let me carve out five minutes in my day To simply just pray to him or write him a letter or um, to simply just take some time away from all of the noise to be still. Or maybe you don't even believe in God. I don't even know, you know, if everybody is a believer that is listening to this podcast. Maybe you're not convinced. Maybe you're like, you know what? I've dealt with the whole religion thing and I'm not convinced, you know, people have shown me God to be something different. Then let me tell you that God is always going to be God and people are flawed. Each and every one of us were flawed, right? And so please do not look at God the same way you look at people because we all need him. And we need him so that we can be loving, so we can be patient and kind with each other, so that we don't push each other away from who he really is. But that's why we have to have our own personal relationship with him, so we get to know that he's not like people. He's not going to be flip-flop with us. He's always going to be the same God, no matter what we're facing. So maybe that's one way you can show up for yourself by saying, you know what? Hey, I don't even know if I really believe, but God, if you're real, show me. Show me. You know, maybe you can open up the word of God and just read, you know, read the word of God and see if, you know you start to connect with God in a different way on a personal level. Maybe showing up for yourself is getting out of a bad relationship, okay? You know that the relationship is toxic. You know that he's not a leader or somebody that can lead your family and you've been settling because you're you're not clear about your identity or your self-worth. Show up For yourself and for your child By getting out of the toxic situation today Maybe you can show up for yourself by You know, maybe God has been telling you To do something for so long Something so simple Sometimes God's requests of us are so simple Show up by just being obedient and doing it Regardless of how you feel today All right, let us pray before we close out. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your revelation. Thank you so much for your power, oh God. Lord, I pray that the spirit of poverty be broken over anybody that struggles with seeing themselves living a life that is purposeful and bigger than what they've come accustomed to. Lord God, I pray that people get so secure in your voice and in your ways that they not allow people that lack understanding to deter them from what it is you have for them. Lord God, help us to be so convinced of the plans that you have for us that we stay on the clear path that you show us, oh God. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. 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 You guys have an amazing day today. Show up for yourselves. I love you guys. Be bold. Good morning and welcome to Hey Mom, Hey Podcast. My name is Shari James, creator of this awesome podcast. I'm so happy that you decided to take your time to join me this morning before you start your day. I know that God has so much in store for you today and it's just something about how we start our mornings that really just sets the tone for the rest of our day, especially as moms, right? You know, when you have to get up early and get the kids ready, when you're running late, you kind of feel a little disheveled by the time you get into work. And it's just like, it's so easy for your whole, like the rest of your day to be thrown off. So this morning, I just want to be intentional, Um, With this, you know, short time that we have together to just set the tone today is going to be a good day. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it because the fact that we have, you know, breath in our lungs, the fact that we have something to get up and to do today, whether it's just being a mother, which is such a great honor. Okay, like if you're a stay at home mom being a mother, (laughs) you are shaping the future, you know, of this world. That is a big job in itself, whether you're going to go, you know, work at your own company or whether you're going to, you know, be just the amazing addition to a team that you are at someone else's company. Like we're going to set the tone this morning. Um, so I'm going to do something a little bit different this morning. And you guys let me know what you think about it. But I just I just feel led to start our podcast this way. So here we go. Are
1: you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Oh, what a Savior Isn't he wonderful Sing hallelujah Christ is risen Bow down before For he is Lord of all. Sing hallelujah. Christ is risen. Oh, come to his altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was born with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Yes, 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 yes. Listen.
0: One thing I do not want you moms to be afraid of is lifting up your voices to the Lord in worship. Do you hear me? There is peace in worship. Okay, there is restoration in worship. There is revelation through worship. And that is how you want to set the tone of your mornings, okay? God has created you for such a time as this to do some amazing works for the kingdom. Not just through yourself, but through your children. And so it's so important that you go into your days with the right mindset. With the right mindset. And what I love about that song is that, guess what? Whatever whatever regrets or mistakes that you have that you may wake up with that the devil thinks he's going to remind you of. Okay, you can lay them at the altar. You can lay them right where they are. You don't have to take them through your day with you. Okay? I don't know who that was for, but I feel like that was for somebody because I know that there's so many times that I know who God is and I know who God says I am. But I still wake up reminded of my regrets and my mistakes and I have to lay down all of my cares at the altar to make sure that I don't miss what God is trying to do through me in my day. So amen, amen, praise God for who he is. So if you are just now joining us, you may be like, okay, what is going on? But if you've been here before, You know that I have been reading through the book, Breathe Through It All, Surviving Motherhood In Your Twenties, which is a book that I published back in 2017, just really talking about the beginning journey for myself in motherhood. There has been since then so much more revelation of just Who God is calling us to be as mothers and how we navigate that. Well, one of the number one ways that we navigate that is with Christ hearing from God, getting insight into how we're supposed to nurture and care for our kids. Because see, every child is different and every child needs something different. So isn't it so beautiful that God gives us the child that he knows we can bring the best out of? And He also tells us how to do it, but we have to spend time with him in order to learn what that is. So I'm picking up, this is episode number four, guys. I am excited. I'm not stopping. You know, there may be times where I may feel like, you know what? Should I even do this anymore? Is anybody listening? But guess what? God told me to do this, so I'm going to do it no matter what. But we're going to pick up in chapter number four. It is entitled, All Things New. I had just hopped out of the shower and began getting ready for my last day in the salon. I was hurting all over and I was waddling around from discomfort. I had become a workaholic to keep myself busy, but that was coming to an instant halt. My body gave me every indication that I needed to sit down, but I ignored it as much as I could. I was days away from my due date, but clueless as to how my water would break or how I would end up in labor. I put on my favorite sundress, and then an instant gush between my legs scared the heck out of me. I told my dad that I needed to go to the hospital. My relationship with my dad growing up wasn't the best, but he was one of the people I told I was pregnant that reacted with actual excitement. We rushed to the hospital. My dress was soaking wet. I was so nervous. I don't remember speaking the whole way to the hospital. When we pulled up, I was surprised to see my son's father already there. Till this day, I still don't remember telling him my water broke and to meet me at the hospital. Apparently, in the midst of what felt like an internal panic attack, I managed to do so. I made it to my doctor's office, and she met me with a smile. She calmly said, okay, I'm going to check you and see how dilated you are. In my mind, I'm thinking, doesn't she see that I'm leaking? Where does she think she's about to stick her hand? Towards the end of my pregnancy, you know, my vaginal area, well, it was pretty sensitive and pretty painful. I held my breath as she checked me. I was a few centimeters dilated. She said, great, you are having the baby today. It was finally happening, guys, and I was ready. I headed over to Labor and delivery with my son's father. After pacing the hallways up and down to further dilate, I decided to go back to my room and lay down. The nurse came in and said they would need to induce my labor. I had no idea what that meant, as long as it didn't involve them sticking anything in my already tender lower region. I was fine with the idea of it. Shortly after... I was given Pitocin through my IV to induce my labor. I was still in active labor when my friends and family arrived. I was so happy to see their faces. We laughed and joked. I almost forgot the real reason I was there. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a shot of pain hit me. No one in the room noticed because they were all talking. I held on to the bed rail for dear life until the pain subsided. That's when another one of my friends walked in and saw the painful look on my face. She told everyone to be quiet, and she helped me to the restroom. This was another moment. I failed to use my voice, but God saw me anyways. He sent her at the right time. I squeezed her hand, and then another shot of pain came. The Pitocin was finally kicking in, and I was feeling my contractions every few minutes at this point. I got back into bed and continued to hold on to the bed rail for dear life. I was quiet the whole time. The nurse returned to check me and said it was time. The amount of pain I was feeling had me so out of it that I just nodded. Everyone left the room except my son's father. He was a photographer and surely had his camera ready. The doctors came in and said it was time to push. My son's dad said, Shari, you're doing good. Push again. (laughs) I pushed again and heard a tiny cry. It was over. I was out of it, and my baby was here. He was placed in my hands, and all I could do was just stare at him. I probably, under normal circumstances, would have cried, but I was too tired, guys. After getting settled in the next room, I finally became more alert and took a good look at my son. We named him Nicholas Julian Hines. At that moment, I had no idea how much my life was about to change. I held him and thought, okay, he's here. What do I do next? (laughs) Is he hungry? Should I put a diaper on him? Is someone coming to help? He rested peacefully on my chest. The next day, I was met by the lactation consultant, and we worked on getting Nicholas to latch on. It wasn't working, and here was his father telling me I wasn't doing it right. The last thing you tell a woman who just spent nine months through pregnancy and 12 hours in labor is that she isn't doing something right. Breastfeeding takes time to learn. After a couple of tries, Nicholas latched on and I felt so proud. The day I left the hospital, it became real. Nicholas was a perfect addition to my sleep-deprived life. He only cried when he was hungry. Or what? I nursed him every two hours, and when he wasn't nursing, he was sleeping. God gave me exactly what I could handle. Nicholas's dad would come over and help me in between the time he was working every day. I started pumping my milk so that I could sleep when he was there. We both are good at avoiding the elephant in the room and just taking care of business. The truth is, we still had a lot of tension between us, unanswered questions, hurts, and anger against one another. It was during that time I learned I was reliving the very relationship I had tried to avoid, the one I saw growing up. Why are we so afraid to feel? Why are we so afraid to speak our truth in order to find a resolution? I was determined to redefine what a traditional co-parenting relationship looked like. I tried in my own ways to make things better, or so I thought. Over the next months, I learned that before that could even happen, I first had to heal me. The work within yourself must begin before you can change any outward force that challenges you. Change the way you look at your life And the things around you Will start to change Yes guys So wow It's so crazy to read it back now And to just think of where I was um, At that point in my life Honestly um, You know I didn't know God The way that I do now And I was trying to figure everything out on my own And I was very selfish, and I was hurting, and I needed so much healing in my heart and so I don't know what your story is. you know, I don't know what motherhood has been like for you, but one thing I can tell you is that when you start to work on yourself, I know for me um there was a lot of tension and friction. Um, in my co parenting relationship in the beginning. Um, and it was because I was trying to control, you know, how it was supposed to go. Um, I was so focused on my own hurts that I forgot that his dad had hurts too. You know, I wasn't considering that. And sometimes as women, we fail to realize that the people that we were once in a relationship with are human beings too that go through some of the same hurts and insecurities and anxieties that we do. And so, you know, we have to be sensitive to that. There has to be humility before we can start to, um, you know, build a relationship that is fruitful for your child. And so we've come such a long way and we still have such a long way to go. But what I'm saying is that Thinking about where we were then with co-parenting and thinking about where we are now, I know that it was only because I surrendered it over to God. The moment I stopped trying to punish Him or, um, you know, just really dictate how things went, the more I just said, you know what? (laughs) I'm giving it to you, God. You know, the more I was even willing to sacrifice, you know, What I felt should have been just to do what was right for my son, the better it got. And so I hope that's encouragement for somebody out there today because, um, you know, it's just not easy. It's not easy. You've created a baby with someone, you know, one, you've had sex with them. So you've made this covenant. Which, you know, that's why it's so beautiful, a covenant in marriage, because it's a seal to say, you know what, we're committed to each other. So once you've made that covenant as a single woman and now that covenant has been broken, that's why you're feeling, um, you know, just so much pain once you guys have separated because you became one and now you're tearing you guys apart But one thing I do want to tell you is that God can heal you from that. I've been healed from that. God can heal you from that and you can move forward and God can give you a fruitful relationship. So just be encouraged. Be encouraged that it doesn't end here. God still has so much more in store for you. Let us pray before you start your day. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for my sister that is listening. Lord God, I thank you for her sound mind. Yes, God. I thank you, Lord God, that she's laid everything down at your altar this very morning. That she's excited about the plans that you have for her today. Lord God, help her to show up and show out for the things that you have planned for her today, oh God. Lord, we ask that you guard and cover our children everywhere that they go. Renew the minds of their teachers, of their caretakers, Lord God. Give them a heart after you. Lord, we thank you and we praise you, O oh God. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. I love you guys. I love you guys so much. You have no idea. I've seen what God has done, and is doing in my life. And I believe he's going to do the same thing for you. So be blessed. Have an amazing day. Later. Hi, Sharina, are you there?
2: Yes, 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 yes. I'm here.
0: So welcome to Hey Mom. Hey, everybody. Sharina Mason-Smith is who we have on the podcast today, just to tell you a little bit about her before she goes in and tells you just about all the amazing things that she's doing right now, all the amazing things that God is doing in her life. Um, Sharina has her own business by the name of our daily bread. It's a meal prep company. She also does network marketing for It Works. She's a mom. She's a wife. She just does it all. And so that's why we have her on here today. Um, I met Sharina by way of Facebook. But um, when we spoke on the phone, the one thing that I will say is I just experienced so much humility from her and just being open and genuine and transparent about her story. So I want her to tell her story to you guys so you can be just as inspired as I am. So Sharina, um, let us know a little bit about just first, like who you are, your testimony. How did you fall in love with Jesus? And just tell us, like, what do you have going on? Now,
2: well, thank you for that um, introduction, Shari. I really appreciate it. Um, So, my name is Sharina. I am a 29, my last of my 20s, 29 (laughs) year old. (laughs) You're making Uh, me feel bad. I'm 31. (laughs) Oh, that's okay, girl. You know, 30 is the new 20, but. You know, when you're in that last year of your 20s, you hold on very, very, very tight. Yes. Um, <laughs> but,
0: I think it's better um, in your 30s, though. So be excited. I
2: think so too. I'm super excited. Just looking at this last year of my 20s, mm-hmm. it has me so excited about what 30 holds. Yeah. Um, but I am a mom of. Well, first I'm a wife. Yes. um To my husband Greg, and uh, we've been married for five years. Awesome. Thank God for that. Um, and we have two beautiful kiddos. Um, we have Peyton who is six years old. She's six, Mm -hmm. not five. She's six going on seven this year. And then we have baby Greg who is a second and he is turned, he just turned two. Um, so as you mentioned, um, I am a two time business owner, um, one to my meal prep company, my daily bread. Um, and then it works, which is a network marketing. First, then we rewind about 10 years ago I was Mm -hmm. 19 years old my life probably did not look like what my parents not probably it did not look like what my parents raised and expected for their Mm -hmm. child Um, at the age of 19 I was so troubled so broken didn't even know it Um, I was at that time of my life, probably started, well, it started when I was 18, um, but I was an exotic dancer. So I was a dancer in a club, you know, known as a stripper. So mm-hmm. at that time, that was my, um, that's what I was doing at that time. Um, I was living in an alternate lifestyle. I actually was living with a woman who was my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was also heavily drinking and had found myself getting mixed in with cocaine um, and drugs of that sort. I really didn't, I didn't really like weed, but I did smoke weed, but I just found myself, um, getting involved in really liking cocaine because it was such an upper and I'm an upper bubbly person naturally. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of took me to a whole nother level. Um, but what I'm so amazed at is that even in that place of my life, I was not raised in church. So I grew up, my, my dad is a Southern missionary Baptist church Guy in a country town of Arkansas. My mom is Filipino, raised in the Philippines, and she grew up with a Catholic background. So we just didn't go to church. Mm. Um, You know, growing up, I would go if my aunt took me or if I visited my family, but I did not have a um, foundation of this is the way Christians live or this is what we believe or anything of that nature, just the pop ins of my life that I had. Yeah. Um, And so at the age of 19, I'm so amazed by God and so grateful to him because. Um, even as I was in a lesbian relationship, um, he used that to draw me in. So I was, um, in a relationship that didn't work out. And I was introduced, I had met a girl in the club. It just shows how God works everything together for your good. So I was a dancer in the club. I met a girl, um, who I ended up later dating, um, and long story to be short, she had a grandmother that I ended up meeting who was a woman of God. Um, and when I met this lady, um, she didn't know anything about me. She didn't know that I was broken. She didn't, I mean, the girl I dated didn't even really know that either. We were just having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I met her and she just spoke to my, knew only someone who talks to God knows because nobody knows the stuff because I'm really good by, ne- by my humanity and hiding things and being strong. And you're not going to see my hurt and you're not going to see that I need any type of help. And she just, I met her and she just began to speak into my life, um, into the broken areas um, that I had um, that I was not really trying to deal with, but were a, but was really the reason of all these different things going on in my life, you know, Mm -hmm. searching for the love in the wrong people and the wrong faces and, and the things that I was seeking for in drugs and the things that it was taking me away from having to deal with and um you know i gave my life to the lord that was in 2008 mm-hmm. um september 28th of 2008 i met this lady probably in the beginning of that time and i thank god because it just took me on a journey um that has led me to the progressing journey that i'm on now cuz i'm still not where you know, ongoing, very much
1: so for all of us. It's
2: an ongoing, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, always ongoing. Um, and even, you know, even though I had given my life to him in 2008, you know, I really didn't get serious until um, I was 22. Mm-hmm. So that was like a three-year up and down journey for me of coming to the Lord. Running back to my sin, coming back to him when he would woo me and and draw me back and show me grace and show me mercy and show me love and then still wanting my old sin. When we talked yesterday, you know, I kind of um, I uh, compared it to the Hosea and Gomer story in the Old Testament. You know, she continued to go back to her to her to her whoredom yeah. and, and God continued to draw draw her back to him. You know, I committed adultery spiritually on the Lord all the time and wanted my sin more than him, but he still loved me even more, you know, um, that he continued to draw me until my heart got settled and anchored and said, you know, I'm done playing. Um, this is what I'm going to do, you know, just like relationships, Mm -hmm. right? Peace. Someone who loves you. You're like, I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to be here until, um, until you just really realize I'm not going anywhere. And this is for real. Um, and so by the age of 22, I was a single mama with a guy who didn't want the child that I was pregnant with. Um, and i let the Lord know, you know, Hey, and sometimes, you know, I love God because he even accepts us to come back to him. in those moments. Oh, yeah. Like, Hey, I can't do this. You know, it's not always some, Oh Lord. It's like, Oh Lord, you know, I can't do this without you. I need you. Will you help me? And he's like, of course, I've been waiting for you to ask me this. Cause I know this is what I need to really show you what I'm about, you know, I'll take this. And I was pregnant with my daughter. I was 22 years old. And I was not expecting to have any kids. Um, and I did not believe in abortion though. And so I was like, you know, I can't even raise a child. I will not raise a child. Being someone who drinks all the time, who's smoking cigarettes, not taking care of her body. Um, not living in a lifestyle that I would want another child. And though I was in that lifestyle, I knew it wasn't right. You know, the, That that within me that was always there knew what I was doing wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. Um, And so I just knew I couldn't raise a daughter like that. And that started my real journey with him um, that has even been with its highs and lows and stuff. And that's where I am today now, just serving him um, and just really fighting for my relationship with him. Um, to keep it where, you know, where, where I I desire for it to be.
0: Right. That is so awesome. Um, You mentioned so many different things. And I think that one, the beauty of motherhood in all its imperfection is that, you know, God uses our, first of all, he knows the right children to give to, you know, the right mom, right. It's almost like they serve as our little mirrors and, you know, There's so much grace, though, in the midst of, you know, the imperfection. And it's almost like he uses them to help us to see ourselves or to even think, you know, well, what would I want for my child? And it almost motivates us to, you know, grow closer to him so that he can get us where we need to be. But one thing that I wanted to ask you is because you talked about how you were living this alternate lifestyle, then you became a mom. And, you know, in the midst of all of that, you know, you found God, what was that? What was that change? Like, what did that change look like for you emotionally, like spiritually? Because, yes, we say yes to Christ, and and we receive the free gift of salvation, but then your mind needs to be renewed. So what was it like you know, for you, cause now you're a wife, you know, you're amazing woman of God living on fire for Christ. What was that renewing like? What, you know, like, what does that process even look like for your mind to be renewed? Because yeah, you say yes to Christ, but do you just no longer, like, are you just no longer attracted to other women? Are you just, you know, there's certain things that maybe God will take away right away, but we all know that we have to go through sanctification. So what was that process like for you to kind of renew your mind? It was a process. Actually, um,
2: like you said, some things were just done. I was just done with like drinking and the smoking and stuff like that. But one of the most difficult things for me was coming out of that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and that was something that I even was continuously being sanctified and even as a married woman. Yeah. Um, and I talked to so many people, thank God, because he uses your story to help someone else. And I talked to so many people and let them know, like, it's not, some things are not an overnight process. So that looked like me, first of all, being okay with where I was Yeah. and bring, bringing that to the Lord. So for a long time, that I was still struggling with some of the thoughts and some of the mindsets and some of the memories that I had um, because let's be honest sin is pleasurable for a moment right and so I um, struggled a lot with admitting to the Lord that I still struggle with this not realizing he's seen it all along so a lot of my sanctification could have been you know, probably shorter had I just been honest with myself. Um, and so for one thing, it's being aware of where you are and what you struggle with Mm -hmm. and not being ashamed with that because he can't come into a place that you're not willing to admit exists. Right. And so, you know, some people will come and say, I don't struggle with that anymore because that's what they feel they're supposed to say. But yet, then they find themselves right back in that lifestyle because they never let God in to renew their mind. So my mind renewal process um looked like seeking his word because I needed to understand that the world was telling me what I was doing was okay, right. but I needed to know where in your word, Lord, does this say that this is not right so that I can have an understanding for myself right. that I shouldn't be doing this because in everything you do you've got to get an understanding. So some kids don't they don't they don't understand that the stove is hot. So when you tell them don't touch the stove, what do they do? They,
0: they want to touch it. Touch it. <laughs>
2: they want to touch it. And so it's at that point, oh, I understand that stove is hot. I'm not gonna touch it anymore. And so I had to get an understanding for the things that I struggled with personally. Right. And yes, someone can pour into my life that could go through it, but there's still a process with God that only I can take in that journey um, that will really truly deliver me um from that and it took me years I'll be completely honest shari it took me years maybe the last couple years yeah. that I've truly been free of all the residue yeah. that that lifestyle yeah. brought into my spiritual life yeah. um and where I can finally say like okay I don't look at a woman and say oh, well, that's a woman I would have dated back then. Or, man, I miss that person. Or, man, I miss the way that that person made me feel because these are the real things that people, especially coming out of that lifestyle, struggle with silently. Yeah. They Especially in that lifestyle because it is, like, we understand there are other sins. Homosexuality is not the only sin, Mm -hmm. but it is one of the only sins that people hone in on so much because they don't understand. Yeah. And so what I try to do as someone who has come out of it is to be real with people. Like, yes, you may look at someone, yes, you may have a thought, but you've got to understand another thing that my, my um, renewal came from was reminding myself who God said I was in his word. Mm. Um, I had to know who he said I was because a lot of what I struggled with came because I didn't have an identity. I didn't know myself. And I did a lot of the things I did in my life because I did not know Sharina. And so God had to tell me, let me remind you who you were before I put you in your mother's womb. Let me remind you what my word says about the great plans that I have for you, the thoughts that I think towards you. Um, All of the things that the word of God is so full of. um, All of the things that the word of God is so full of. I had to remind myself that, and I didn't know that without being in his word. So one of the hugest things, like even being connected in a church or being connected in a Bible study or being connected to someone, you still need to seek the word for yourself because it's a one-on-one type of thing. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, I I would not be satisfied if I only spent time with my husband in a group of people. I would get tired of that after a while. You wouldn't would even truly know
0: each other. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Exactly. Exactly. I would only know him in the persona that he would give off when we're around people, because we all know we are different around people. Mm-hmm. Different people bring out different things. And like sometimes I'll be with my husband, and I'll be like, "Hold up, you don't be acting like that with me whenever we at that." did That come from. <laughs> you know where did that come from? And and so you know it's the one on one time that I have with him that really allows us to deepen our relationship with one another. And it's the same thing when it comes into a relationship with God. And so I had to seriously, I wanted to change so bad. Mm. I didn't want to think that way anymore. I knew it wasn't right. I got tired of struggling with those thoughts. Right. So I literally just would pray. And I didn't even know what I was saying at some points in time, but I was just like, just change me, Lord. And he would begin to show me in the scriptures and speak to my spirit. As I began to learn his voice, mm. I began to know what he was saying. I will tell you when I first got saved, it's amazing because You know, we can't really put him in a box because he deals with everybody so differently. But I can share how he dealt with me Um, when I um, first got saved and I was really struggling with that. The one thing that he came to me in was a dream. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember seeing anything, but I can remember a voice so clearly telling me, I'm going to take women out of your life. That was all I needed all I needed to know that he was going to do it. And I continued to pursue it. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's so amazing. Um, I've heard the saying be said before that God reveals to heal. And so, like you said, he can't heal something that we're not even, you know, open to acknowledging as an issue. Right. Absolutely. And so um, I think that's so big. Like, I love your transparency because I think one One facet of being a Christian and being in relationship with with Christ that a lot of people don't get to see is that it's really an imperfect person saying that I'm in need. Of a savior, right? It's not a person who's puffed up and prideful saying, Oh, I got it all together. I'm perfect. I have the right to judge someone else. But it's like, No, 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 no. I know that I need help. Therefore, um, you know, because of the open, like, love that God gave me before I even knew I needed Him, that's why I'm dedicated to Him. Um, You see what I'm saying? And I think people need to hear like, even when you decide to give your life to Christ, there is a transformation that takes place and it takes time. And it's not an overnight thing. So like for me, you know, when I was in the world and you know, I was sexually active, just because I gave my life to Christ doesn't mean that I didn't desire sex, you know, but right now I have the strength from the power of the spirit to be able to say in those moments when I, you know, maybe wanted it like, uh, no, this is not something that I have to pursue. And 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 as you get strengthened in your walk with God, like as you read the word, as you learn mm-hmm. your purpose, I think purpose has a lot to do with it. Right. Because then Absolutely. I, I don't look at my body as a tool for for some man's pleasure but i look at my body as a temple you know right. somewhere where god wants to dwell and because he's given us dominion over the world he wants to move by his spirit through me to do things here on earth right so i think when you understand purpose you look at yourself and your and and why you're here and your body and all of these things differently But I'm so glad that you mentioned the fact that, look, it's not an overnight process. There are things that you will still struggle with. However, the spirit of God is what helps you. Being connected to the body of believers is what helps you. Honesty is what helps you. Um, So that's really, really amazing. So let's talk a little bit about these businesses that you have and... I want to hear the real, like, is entrepreneurship what you thought it was going to be? Because (laughs) let me tell you, I was an entrepreneur before I even knew what entrepreneur was. Like, I just liked getting things and making a profit off of them. It could be my books. Um, I started braiding here at a young age. And I literally would just say, hey, mom, can my friends come over? But really, they were my clients. She just had no idea. She thought they were my friends. And so I had no idea that that was entrepreneurship. But in my now business, you know, now that I'm older and more mature and I'm trying to grow a larger, you know, profitable business, entrepreneurship is a lot of work, like
1: (laughs) it's it's a
0: whole lot of work, um, especially when you start off by yourself, you're trying to do every part of it. And I honestly, you may not be gifted in certain areas as you are in some. So tell me, is entrepreneurship, everything that people think it is? What was it like starting your business? Tell us all the details.
2: I would say from someone who did not grow up seeing entrepreneurship, absolutely not what I thought it would be. Okay. So, you know, I wasn't I wasn't raised in a household where entrepreneurship was encouraged. Mm-hmm. My dad still, as I'm a business owner and I've been one full time for a year now, my dad still encourages me to go to school and I politely let him know that's not my <laughs> Is he like
0: sending you job posts like I'm Sharina <laughs> just in case. <laughs> No,
2: he's every time I see them, though. So, hey, you know, how's that? It, it's still working good. still right. working good. going <laughs> to continue. Um, but, no, it wasn't what I thought it was because my perspective of entrepreneurship was I ain't going to work for nobody. I get to call the shots. Oh, but yeah. It, and it was completely wrong. So, Um, I had to learn how to do all the things. I've always had those skills. I've always been a hard worker. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always enjoyed making great money, being rewarded. I've always been, you know, growing up, I was always someone who was like overachiever, you know, um, had a lot of the personality traits, the things that, you know, would make a great entrepreneur. Um, But I didn't understand how much work it would be. And I didn't understand that it was okay to not do everything like you said. So, one of the things that God deals with me and my personality is the controlling part of it.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
2: that OCD part of it that has to take care of everything because two are better than one. Absolutely. Um, it wouldn't be in the Bible and Ecclesiastes if it wasn't the truth. Yeah. Um, and so he really had to let me know, like, it's okay for you not to be okay with this. It doesn't take away from who you are. So, for instance, you know, um, I have a best friend who's really great at being an admin assistant. Mm -hmm. It's what she's done in her career. She's just naturally gifted as it. Mm -hmm. And so she came in to intern with me during the summer, and we just decided to make a business deal that that's what she would be for me going forward.
0: Wow. So
2: what it does is when I can... And that, and it just, is it all connects spiritually when you can, when you can admit your weaknesses yeah. and you can admit where you're not strong, it helps you give that weakness to someone else to be strong in, and you'll be okay and still be strong. Right. I'm okay with not being, I'm okay with not with being weak in areas because just like I know Christ is strong in my weaknesses. I know that the same thing, because it's a relational thing with your relationship with God, that in my relationships on earth, that there are some people who are stronger in my weak areas and God put them in my life for that reason.
0: Right, right. Would you so, say that, and and not to cut you off, would you say though, because you touched on something, um, would you say that as you grow in your relationship with God and you learn to trust him, that it makes it easier to trust the people that he's placed in your life? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Um, I am a firm believer that um, everything I'll say in a, horizontal. My pastor taught me this um, in marital advice. I'll say that everything horizontal relationship wise is a reflection of your vertical. Mm. So meaning every person that I have a relationship horizontally with my husband, my friends, my kids, my mom, my dad, you know, all of these things is a direct reflection of my relationship with God. And so when I have issues trusting people horizontally, I need to look Spiritually in the mirror to say, God, there are some areas where I don't trust you. Um, because otherwise it wouldn't be reflecting in my natural. Everything's that's big.
1: (laughs) That's with with
2: with, yeah, it goes through the with the natural. And, you know, when I heard that advice, it really does go with everything, you know. Um, because God is always constantly dealing with me, especially with my kids, like I'll do something or they'll they'll do something (laughs) and they'll be a certain way, and He'll say, it's so funny because the Holy Spirit talks to me like, Yep. Well, where do you think she got that from?
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
2: where do you think she got that they from? They
0: never listen. Yeah. I hear the Holy Spirit say, Do you listen?
2: Exactly. <laughs> I thought I was the only person.
0: No, you, you are not the only let me tell you, Holy Spirit checks me all the time. I'm like, Okay, let me tell myself real quick.
2: Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, that's exactly and you know, even with my marriage, he's like, Well you're so quick to look at this. Let's look at me and you. Yeah. And he uses it as a teaching teaching moment for me. So yes, I do see that the areas as I learn to trust him more, my guard comes down so much. Because Mm -hmm. for me, I had such a high guard because people have let me down. Relationships have let me down. You know, relationships have not been what I expected them to be. And then I would, I would carry that everywhere else. Um, And I see that as God really begins, as I begin to allow him, you know, he's always willing. But am I open to him to move in these areas? Am I giving him access because he's a gentleman? Am I granting him the access to work in these areas in my life so that it can affect my entire life? Right. Um, And so, yes, I do see that as I open up to him and I trust him more, I trust people easier because I trust that he's not going to allow me to put my trust. He's not, he's guarding me. He he'll let me know by, by discernment, you know, as my relationship with him grows and I listen to him a lot, you know, a father is going to tell you, Hey, not that
0: one. No, absolutely.
2: You know, I had it happen with my accountant, not to say my first accountant in my business was a bad accountant. He's an amazing accountant. But if I had listened to the Holy Spirit back in August, yeah, my accounting and my bookkeeping would have been in a different place because he, because the Holy Spirit told me not this one. Yeah. And I would have been on the search for another and it, and I wouldn't have taken it, you know? So it's just like, just that, that relationship and just listening to him, it really does help in all aspects.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, You mentioned the word discernment. And so um, I think what. A lot of women who have a relationship with God and there are, I mean, whether you, whether you are new to Christianity or you've been a Christian for years and years and years and years, discernment, um, is something that I think we are all continuously growing in because God may speak to you in one way in one season. And then in another season, it may shift. It may be totally different, um, But I think the thing about it is like, okay, God already knows the things that he wants to do through us, right? And it's up to us to say yes. So as we stay in connection with him, he speaks to us along the way. But I think what happens is that because we're human and sometimes we're prideful and, you know, we take our eyes off of God and we start looking at the world um cuz this happens for a lot of christians
2: absolutely um,
0: yeah you know we start to kind of want to do things our own way so it's like oh god thank you for the idea but i got it from here right so oh my gosh you know yes. we find ourselves in these messed up situations where is if we would have been patient and we would have consulted god we could have you know bypassed certain situations but you mentioned something that's really important because as an entrepreneur, I think a lot of times when you're a small business, you are like, I can't really afford an accountant. I can't afford, you know, I can't afford all of these different things. Um, But you did mention how God placed the right people at the right time. Absolutely. what would you say to those entrepreneurs that are starting up, they have a small, you know, business, Um, how do you find, like, are there free resources out there? Like, you know, for, you know, maybe like bookkeeping or accounting, like, what is the importance of those things? Because I learned last year, um, well, I, I learned this year, February, um, which made a year for my cookie business that, you know, <laughs> I was spending a lot more money than I was. Right. Like, I'm going to just be all the way 100. Like, we made good money for it to be, you know, a new business. But I spent a lot more than I made because keeping proper tabs on, like, everything that was going out, And so, this year, I have an opportunity to do things totally, totally, totally different. Um, I actually, um, you know, do like a spreadsheet right now currently, which I know is very, very old school. Um, But what would you say to those, um, you know, that are just starting? Like, how do you keep up with those things? Because those things are important. And you're in business to make a profit. (laughs) So, that is like key. That should be in your key, like forefront, at all times. So, don't tell I us do what's your advice based on your experience. Um, yes,
2: two. Uh, it goes back to that to, uh, again. Yes, I was a person that did, did not
0: by yourself. Help.
2: You know, I actually still struggle with that. I, I was sitting in the living mm-hmm. room with my mother-in-law the other day, and I just really realized like how hard it was for me to just ask her to watch my son while I was doing something and you know, it's really hard sometimes to ask Mm. people for help, but you've got to push past that feeling and understand that asking for help is okay. Um, You know, connect with someone. I highly recommend mentors, highly, highly recommend mentors. I have a few of them.
1: And the amazing
2: thing about God is that when you ask him for something, he will deliver, especially when it's in connection with your purpose. I could go on and on about the people that he has strategically and divinely placed in my life to help me along the path of the purpose he's called yeah. me to. It all connects together though. You know, you've got to seek him for it. Like yeah. don't be the don't be the person who gets the plan, you know, like Jericho. He gave very specific directions for the vision. But if he yeah. had if they had ran away. Before he gave the direction for the seventh day, they would have been doing something completely wrong had they not just waited on God um, and just asked for direction. And so I really highly recommend just seeking God first, of course. Ask him for the plan. Ask him for the vision. Don't be in a rush. Understand that his timing is perfect because there are a lot of decisions I made in the beginning of my business that cost me tremendously, tremendously, Yeah.
0: I think I think most yeah, it, entrepreneurs okay would agree wait. on that one.
2: Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of how
0: you learn too, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. You make a lot of mistakes. In the, I mean, especially when you're creating something, um, you know, although a lot of the businesses that maybe we have exist in another form, you're still doing something right. that is unique because it's you right? So, um, you know, it, there's definitely a learning curve. I think that to be an entrepreneur, I don't know if you would agree with me, but I think that you have to enjoy a challenge. You have to enjoy overcoming challenges, because they constantly present themselves. Okay. And I don't know if that will ever stop. I think that you will, you know, conquer different things. But I think that especially as society evolves, right, the needs of people, because you're providing a service. So as people's needs change and evolve, you're constantly going to have to grow and, you know, figure out how to change things in your business. Would you kind of agree that that's pretty much, you know, entrepreneurship? You
2: know, even even not just entrepreneurship.
0: Development. So another thing um, that I wanted you to talk about, because you are a mommy of not one, but two beautiful children. And I wanted you to talk about like, you know, we talk, we hear so much about uh, work-life balance. I am totally of the thought that it does not exist. I think that my work is a part of my life. It's a part of my purpose. My, ch- my child is a part of my life. He's a part of my purpose. And so I don't know necessarily that there is a balance. I think it's prioritizing, you know, giving to each thing in each moment as is needed. What, you know, for you, how do you, you know, prioritize and balance your, your, you know, what you do professionally and your family and your wife and all of those things in your friendships. How do you like balance those lot. things?
2: <laughs> it does not exist. Just the idea of it is like crazy yeah. because some days looks different than others. And this is an area that I'm continuously growing in. And the Lord is really ha- having me to focus on a lot. Um, it's a huge area yeah. of focus for me. And it is about prioritizing and knowing that everything that's important that needs to get done is not priority. Um, And so I use a calendar heavily. Um, I'm really getting focused into using an hourly calendar because it's really important to know what time you have. So um, just, and also explaining to my kids so that they understand like mommy's not neglecting you. Mommy's doing this because, And letting them know that mom, what what I do. Because if they don't know what I'm doing, then they just think that I'm gone all the time or that I'm always working. Um, So I try to make sure that they understand that everybody is on the same page. That we're all understanding what mommy is working for. And that eventually it's not going to be as much as I do now. Because I do work a lot. Um, But finding that balance and having that control that says, okay, work a little later when the kids are down for bed. Be really diligent and focused when you do have time with them. Don't have your phone around. You know, it's just setting these boundaries. Um, it's really dumb. So Absolutely.
1: quality so over quantity. My
2: child without a phone means a lot more than me sitting there with them for three hours. And I've been on my phone Facebooking all day.
0: You know. Right. <laughs> um, right. Right. That's cool. That's really cool that you brought that up. Um. Because I think, you know, we live in a time where we don't, we shouldn't just see our kids as just kids, but they're intelligent, you know, human beings that are just, you know, growing, you know, in a different space than us, right? But, you know, giving them the respect and the honor of of understanding, you know, what it is that you're doing, one, it teaches them, and two, can we... Please get away from the mindset right. that work is The bad. Bible talks about working, working hard. hard. You know, it's so like
2: in the book of Proverbs, people don't even understand.
0: Yes. And working on to the Lord. I don't understand why. Right. We make it seem like working is a bad thing. Like we're Absolutely. with purpose I mean, to do Proverbs good works for God. Everybody
2: always wants to talk about. They don't understand she was a boss. They don't right. understand she was a boss. I mean, Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and for her whole, her whole her household. Hey, like sold goods in the marketplace to take care of her household. She made sure they were good, and then she went and did her business. So, yeah, you know, we're we're raising young children yes. who are going to be adults one day, and you know, the way that your child is going to be an adult in this society is based on what you do.
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 what Absolutely. you show them that is possible. You know, the, you know, how you affirm them and all of those things, you know, are having an impact on them. They're watching you. And it's a beautiful thing, you know, like to hear my six-year-old talk about entrepreneurship or like, you know, now, like when we go out, he just randomly, he's so used to talking about his cookie business. He's like, hey, you want a cookie? We have chocolate chip. We have, you know, to me. You know, like, Absolutely. yes, I'm like, go for it. Um, you know, And and one thing that I, I didn't share with you, Sharina, but my son Nico was um, diagnosed to be on the autism spectrum. That's how I even came up with this whole, you know, God even gave me this vision for entrepreneurship with him. Was because I was told all of these things that he wasn't going to be able to do. And at the time, he couldn't speak right. on the same level as his peers, you know. Now, he's having conversations about his business. Do you Absolutely. know how encouraging that is to yeah. me as a yeah. mom? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, it, it, like you said... It's all connected. Um, it's so beautiful for your children, even though they may not fully understand, to see their mom walking in purpose, to even see, you know, maybe some of the challenges that you experience. Right. Maybe there's frustration. They may not, you know, whatever it is. It's all working together, Absolutely. and I think That's it's great. so Thank beautiful. You.
2: And, you know, having two kids, one thing that I do make sure that I express to my kids is that you don't have to do the route that I'm going. Like my daughter, she wants to be a teacher, and so I pour into whatever desires. Oh. Yes. Yeah,
1: educators,
2: Absolutely. we need more. But, you know, it, an entrepreneur <laughs> is not the end goal, but it's the goal that God gave for me. So I really try to make sure that they dig into what God has for them, not putting my dreams and my the things that Absolutely. God has my purpose on them but being okay with whatever purpose God put inside of them and then making sure as a mother that I push them towards that and not towards my purpose, the plans God has for my life. Because my daughter doesn't want to do entrepreneurship. She wants to be a teacher, and we have a classroom in her class. But now my son, who's two years old, can't stay out of the kitchen. He's always trying to help me with the meal preps. He's always trying to help me with the bags. So, you know, I see that little bit of maybe he might be an entrepreneur later, and we'll see how that goes. You know, so I really try to make sure that's for specifically yeah. for them that I'm pouring into what God has for them, not for me.
0: Yes. That's good. That's good. And, and you're right. I think entrepreneurship is, while it is a very trendy topic and while it is a passion for a lot of us, it is not for everybody. Absolutely. And it's not the only way that God is us you know here on earth because I too. worked in corporate America before and at that time yeah so you get it it's yep, like at absolutely. the time that was our ministry right and so yeah I think that's very important too like because it's such a trendy thing I don't want it you know I'm not trying to place it above working for someone else and contributing you know to a company because I think like you said at the end of the day where does God want you? Wherever he wants you Absolutely. is where you're most valuable. And that's really all it's about at the end of the day. So that is awesome. Um, so tell me, how how does your husband feel about, you know, what God has called you to do? Was there ever a time when you told him about, you know, this business that you were going to start that he was like, ah, Sharina, <laughs> I don't know about that. Like, you know, did the same time um, that he spoke to you about probably it?
2: probably thinks I'm the craziest woman on the world, on the planet, um, because <laughs> I come to him with these crazy things that I believe God has told me even down to the point where I said, you know, and I, and I, if you are not married, please don't ever go up to a man and tell him this ever in your life. Please keep it between your journal and you and God. Cause you, you know, um, I say that because, okay. you know, I knew he was going to be my husband. So um I was the crazy girl that was like, you know, God told me I was going to marry you. And he was like, you're crazy. That's not going to happen. And here we are 5 <laughs> years later. So, he takes a little bit, you know, he he's a little bit we're very different. So I'm the person that takes it and runs mm-hmm. and sometimes I run too quick and I'm ahead of God. Um, but he is the person that's Got my husband so full of wisdom and he's like, you know, maybe we should um, think and consider about this or maybe, you know, you know, so he, he has learned to come along with it. I think that my track record um, in my faith of the crazy things that God tells me, Yeah, um, I think that he's, you know, we've been married five years now. He's, he's been able to see, okay, my wife isn't lunatune. She, right. She's she's hearing from God, but I think that she's tuned. I think she's tuned in with the Holy spirit. So I'll just go with her and then we'll pray about it as we continue to go. We'll continue to seek God and, and let him direct us. So he's definitely um, because I'm so ambitious on certain things I've got. So I'm such a visionary. Like I am a vision, like that's just a person that God has made me. I am a visionary. I envision a lot of things for my life um, and I've envisioned them for years. So he's kind of just got on board with it. In the beginning, it probably was a lot for him to handle. um, And You know, I'm also a person that's once my mind is made up, really, there's not a lot except God that will get me off of it. Um, And so he's just kind of learned to adjust with that and just kind of get in the flow and speak up whenever he needs to in regards to, hey, babe, maybe not, you know. Um, So he is definitely down for the adventure because being married to me is a huge adventure. You know, I came to him and told him I was going to leave my $55,000 corporate job. To start my business,
0: yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, he was go like, for. It. Um, are you <laughs> nah.
2: sure that this is what? God, are you positive? No, he was super
0: supportive right. because
2: at that point, you know, we had, you know, I, I would, I had faith. I've had faith for a lot of things that we have, our home, our house. Like when God told us it was time to buy a house, I just kind of went forward in it, and God provided. You know, when God told us it was time to buy cars and cash, yeah. we did. We've done it three times, and so he, mm-hmm. he's, he's just kind of learn to come along with the rodeos in the adventures that we, that we have with God.
0: Yeah, that's so awesome. That's really encouraging. So we know that you are a happily married woman, but before that happened, you mentioned that it was you and your daughter. There's a lot of moms like myself who um, are single, um, you know, whether we're waiting on God or, You know, whatever the circumstance is, what advice would you give as far as um, what should that time of singleness look like? And looking back, is there anything that you would have done different from what you did in your singleness before you met your husband? So I love this question
2: because I know that everything that me and my husband have been through in marriage is for a question like this. Um, I... Would in my singleness, I did not take it for what it really was, and I actually, um, for this question specifically, I first want to read a um, a scripture that always comes to my mind in regards to what a single woman should be chasing in her singleness, um, and it's. Yes. Let me take a look. It's First Corinthians seven and thirty-four. Um, And I'm reading it out of the New King James Version. And it Mm -hmm. says, there is a difference between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cares about the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she who is married cares about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. Um, Prior to being married, all I wanted to do was be married. (laughs) It was like once I came out of homosexuality, I was like, okay, great. Where's my husband? It was never take this
0: time to become whole. Learn who you are, are, figure out your identity, like, you know, what has God called you to? Because, you know, one thing that I thought about recently was, okay, now that God is downloading his plans for you, don't you think it's important that you take into consideration what type of partner would you need? In order to fulfill the, you know, and it's funny because when you don't consider that everybody's right. an option, absolutely,
2: absolutely. And I thank God that yeah, my that my husband was who I was supposed to be with. Um, I always say that I married the right person in the wrong time. Um, because I was so anxious to be married, I was so anxious to be a wife, and I was so young when I got married. Considering the ages people get married now, I was twenty four. You know, and I was a single mom and didn't want to do that. So that meant, you know, my daughter's dad really wasn't in her life. So that meant another man would be. So I just was looking at all the things that marriage, quote unquote, is and not realizing that because I wasn't completely who I needed to be to get married, that that was not the marriage I was going to walk into. And so my first five years, I just celebrated five years. So let me just say that again, my first five years of marriage were a struggle because I was not, I did not have an, I did not have my full identity. I wasn't even the person that could, I could give myself completely to my husband. And, you know, um, I mentioned when we talked that two halves don't make a whole. So, you know, when the Bible says that when two people come together, they become Uh one. And I was coming into a marriage, not as one
1: Yeah.
2: in God's addition. One plus one is one. So in his addition as well, half plus half yeah. does not equal one as it does to us. It still equals whole. I mean, it still equals a half. Yeah. And so, you know, so many people in today's time and in our society are yeah. so gone hold on getting married that they don't understand that when you get married and you say, I do, it's not like a, you know God's not a magician, and He doesn't give you everything you need for marriage at the moment that you say "I do" at the altar. If you didn't come in with that in your marriage, you aren't going into it with it. So that means you're going to be in a marriage with two people who have expectations of what marriage yeah. looks like based on what movies they watched, right? <laughs> based on whatever movies they watched, I was uh, a <laughs> <notebook> type girl. <laughs> You know, and I had this guy and, and then especially with what parents you have, you know, those all those things form your idea and your perspective of what marriage is supposed to look like. Yeah. But if you don't seek the Lord for who you are and what you need as a person and who you need to be, not just what you need, but who you need to be for the person that God is going to put you with, um, then you are going to go. And- <laughs> That's
0: a word right there. Y'all don't miss that. say it again girl who do you you need to be
2: so you know you have to bring something as well and you want to bring your best you want to bring you know every component of a marriage equals that so focus on who you need to be for the person that god is going to bring to be your better half be the better half you know don't be expecting prince charming and you over here you know not even measuring up, like be, be the whole woman that God right. to take the time to heal you of your past wounds. Like I remember whenever, and I, you know, I thank God for all that we've gone through because it has purpose. It serves a purpose. There's nothing wasted. Um, but like when I was, I remember when me and my husband were preparing to get married, um, God was showing me something one day I was driving and he began to show me my heart. And, you know, you've got to remember that that's his son and you're his daughter. So you're both children of God. And when you view it that way, I would never have wanted, I would never want to present my child with something that's not complete, that has missing pieces to it. Like if I'm going to give you a toy, I want all the pieces to be intact, right? And so God wants the same thing for his sons and daughters in regards to their heart. And so he showed me my heart and even, and I didn't even pay attention to, I I was, I wanted what I wanted so bad that I didn't even care. Um, and, um, you know, he showed me my heart with all these holes from the people that were not even supposed to have those pieces that I had given, you know, and that's why in your singleness, you know, as a single person, (sighs) I prayed a lot when it came to dating, I did not date. Um, I would find interest in someone and then I would pray about them. And because I had been hurt so much that I was not willing to take the time right. to get to know you to find out that you would hurt me. Because if I trust my relationship with God, then I yeah. know that he's going to reveal to me if you are the person that um, I'm supposed to date. And so leading up to my husband, um, there were many people that I found interest in that I would talk to the Lord about. And even before I got married, there was someone that I was such a good friend with, but I never took it to the next level. I always prayed and I said, Lord, even if this guy is not even though he fits everything on my list Christian, doing something for himself, you know, he looks like the guy I remember the Lord told me in my prayer time daughter, he's great, but he's not who I have for you. He belongs to someone else. He's great. He belongs to someone else though. Uh And you know Uh
0: um... (laughs) Oh, said another word hold on hold on yeah don't miss it don't miss it oh you just said something that's very very important because I think that as women who you know once lived in the world like we gotta catch certain things you said that though you may find someone attractive who so happens to be a Christian you know he's You know, on mission with what God has for his life, he may not be the one that God has for you. That's somebody else's man. So I think that with that in the forefront of our mind, we have to be more cognizant of our interactions with each other. Like, you should look at him as your brother in Christ before Mm -hmm. you look at him as my potential. Husband, be he exactly may not be your you husband, girl. He may belong to your home, girl. <laughs> because,
2: because if you
0: right, think about it, <laughs> you think about right, right, pictures, you
2: know, God didn't take three or four ribs out of Adam; He took one. And so, if you understand okay. that and you believe, come on, that, then you you don't go into um wanting to be married thinking you have options because you don't. If we're doing it God's way, I always. I love, and, and you know, in some cultures they do arrange marriages. Why why is God any different? He arranged Adam and Eve, and there's somebody specifically out there for people if you just seek him for it. You know, we want our choices, and you know, I've, I've seen a right. lot. You know, I have really amazing friends who chose for themselves, and 13 years later down the line, they still weren't the choice, and they're experiencing divorce now, gratefully, because there's a story in it, but what happened, yeah. what How amazing would it be if as single women, we would take the time to say, Lord, although I know that this guy is everything that I want, you know, when it came to that guy, I still have my journal entries. Journals are so awesome. You guys, if you don't have one, get one, write your stuff down, write your letters. I write a letter to the Lord when I journal and I can go back to that time and I see where I was really um filling this guy and he was in another state. We were really great friends, but I told the Lord, my heart was set in a place that said, I didn't want anything other than what he had for me. And the funny thing about me and my husband is that we didn't want each other. When yeah. we met each other, the very first thing I said, because I was, um. and again, I was praying and I was talking to my father as a girl who really wanted what he had for me. I really wanted to be happy. So when I met my husband and he friend requested me on Facebook, my my prayer during that time in my life Was Lord, I really want to be married, and I know that I don't need to be like being so anxious to be married. Can you send me a friend that I could just be a friend with that I don't have to want to be married? You know, send my husband in the form of a friend where where we can just be friends, and that's exactly what he did with my husband. And the funny thing is, the very first thing I said when I met my husband was, "Oh, thank you, Jesus. I will never want to marry this man." The very, I swear to you, the Lord is my witness. I got in my (laughs) we had just met we went to the same college we met in person and I was like I will never want to marry this man and I was cool with that because I had a friend that I didn't have an attraction to yeah but God knew what he was doing when he connected us and and it's crazy because the guy that came right before my husband this is what I mean literally you can think I'm crazy but this is really what happened um it was in February of 2013 Um, And at the time I was really, really connected with this guy who were really good Uh friends. We were just friends. We never, we were both Christians. So we would never take it to the next level without praying about it and confirming that that was what the Lord wanted. Cause he, he, he was seeking purpose and I was seeking purpose too. Um, And so um, I was writing in my journal and I told the Lord, Lord, we are really great friends. I really am attracted to this guy. However, if he is not the person you have for me, Lord, I'm okay with that. I will be okay with Take him out. But the amazing take him out or move him out. With that guy, he is one of me and my Hudson's really great friends. Did my material photos because we never took a step to ever explore anything other than friendship. I never had to see, well, what if? Because I wasn't praying, what if? I was praying, Lord, what's your will? Not what if? I wasn't trying to figure things out on my own again. I really wanted what God had for me. And this is exactly what the Lord told me at that time of my life. He said, I want you to stop talking to this person. And I said, okay. And at this time I had gotten them a birthday Mm. gift, you know, their birthday had just came and the Lord was like, I don't want you talking to them at all. I didn't even tell them happy birthday. I had sent them a gift and couldn't even, you know, I was obeying him and I didn't understand why, but at the moment that I said yes and I obeyed him, I think it had to have been, that was on February 10th. I remember the journals cause I love going back to seeing the faithfulness of God. Um, it was like February 10th. And then on February 13th, I will never forget me and my husband began talking. And although it was, wow. out of, you know, even though we probably could have waited longer to get married, we were married by the end of that year. And so what would have happened had I, Oh, oh. No,
0: girl, <laughs> We no were time. we
2: had <laughs> been talking in February by May. Um, we had decided and went to our pastor and let them know what our intentions were. And then, you know, now, now mind you again, I'm not telling you to go out and get married yeah. in six months because I didn't wait on God. I should have waited, but I thank God that everything <laughs> works together for my good. <laughs> But you don't have to make that same mistake. You can wait for God's timing yes. because what God has for you will be for you. And you want you don't want to go through the first five years of my marriage. You Absolutely. know, Don't look and say, oh, Sharina got married in, in that long and go do that for yourself because we're so bad about that in this society. No, wait for his timing because had I waited for his timing, yeah. those five years, the first five years of our marriage would have been completely different. Um, and I'm grateful for them because there's a story and God gets mm-hmm. so much glory out of it. But don't don't have to make that same mistake when you can wait right now yeah
0: yeah, that's good so so it's really about like being fully submitted to, to God's timing and um, one thing that I heard you say many many times is that you are continuously praying through things and so it's Absolutely. Whatever it is that you're praying for. Absolutely. Okay, okay that's good. And one thing that I do want to mention, um, I was talking to another girlfriend of mine the other day. Um, I actually came on the worship team um, at my church, and there was another guy on the worship team that was singing. And, you know, worship is something very special to me, and I think that in general worship is just very transparent, and you're like naked before the Lord, and you're just, you know, giving him glory and honor, and you know, it's such an intimate thing, and anyway, something, I don't know what it was, but, you know, after worship practice, there was something about this particular guy that caught my eye, and so I told one of my really close friends, you know, like, you know, I've never paid attention to him before, like never, ever. You know, like he's not even my friend. And as we started kind of talking through it, what God revealed to me is that, you know, what draws us to each other is the Christ that we see. And we have to be very, very careful because the anointing that we each carry as God's Absolutely. children is attractive, right? You know, and so I just wanted to bring this up because really like just because somebody is a Christian and they seem to have everything you believe that you desire, let God be the final say as to whether or not they're the ones for you. because after I prayed about it, God was like, no. Like absolutely not. Like he's no. Like, no, you know, and and he showed me in that That's moment right that right. it was just yeah. the anointing, you know, right <laughs> that really, you know, I was drawn to in that moment, and so I just wanted Absolutely. to bring that up too. Um, you know, when yeah, when you choose a mate, it has to be so much more than um, titles. What's your it has to be more like? than um, just the right right. you know the outward exterior um, yeah it always comes back to purpose and you know what kind of mate would complement what I'm called to do who I'm called to be you know imagine if Sharina's husband um you know was not open at all to entrepreneurship like what hell would she be in right now you know like how hard would it be for her to say yes to God with him not even being open, you know, to it, you know, to that being what God has called her to. So, yeah, so you, you really shared so many jewels, like literally, I'm going to have to re-listen and take notes, girl, because I'm in my season of singleness and, um, you know, I'm praying through and I recently, with God, like I just would really love a friend yeah. I can read the Bible with. Like I don't want to date. I don't like I will wait until you be my husband. Like that's how bad absolutely. I want the right person. You know? Um, but just hearing like your story and the fact that you were praying through, um, it's really, really encouraging. And I'm gonna start journaling. That's one thing that I don't do that I it's will amazing. now and, do.
2: And I wanna share this one piece real quick that I'm remembering and I feel led to share that, um, I knew like my husband had come around in my life, um, like in the very beginning of my walk. And so I had gone off in a stray, I had went and got pregnant and even like the Lord had already told me that I'm going to give you this man as your husband one day. Um, and I had did all these different things that, you know, could have really, um, you know, cause us not to be together, but because God's plan was so absolute and he was serious about what he told me, it didn't matter. And it was years later that we had reconnected Um, probably, but there yeah. was maybe about two or three years in between us meeting from the time that I told him I would never want to marry him. And we became really close and friends and stuff like that from reconnecting. So there was yeah. a time in between our friendship that we were not connected. And there was actually a time when we didn't even like each other. We couldn't even stand each other. He could not stand me. Wow. And so I just say that to say, even if it doesn't look like what God told you, told you a long time ago, don't think that he's not faithful to what he has told you or that whatever promises not even just marriage, but that even if it doesn't look like what God said, don't think that he's not faithful because he is in all things, in all things, husband, business, children, family, purpose, everything. If we will just wait on him. Don't yeah. go get your own yeah. um, promise, like like Ishmael. Don't go do that.
0: So, I love that. Don't go get your Don't go
2: promise. get it. Just wait for his. His is better, I promise, because the enemy has something out there for you to take, and it's going to look real close, and it's going to yeah. look, and that's with everything, not just marriage. He's got a counterfeit, but don't take it. Wait for the promise. Wait for the real thing. Wait for the thing that's going to sustain and remain, regardless of what comes and what goes
0: yeah amen 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 thank you so much for coming on the podcast um thank you for sharing thank you for being transparent and honest um i just want to pray before um we close out i pray that everybody that hears this podcast that you receive something that truly blesses your spirit something that um causes you to want to grow closer to God because ultimately that's what it's about. Like he's the one that has all the answers. He's the one that can comfort you in a way that not even your sister can. Um, You know, we can try to, um, but he gets to the core of who we are. And so Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your daughters. I thank you so much, especially today for Sharina, for her obedience, for her willingness to share and to pour out on this podcast i pray that you continue to cover her and her family and every single thing that you've um assigned to their lives oh god lord i pray for even those areas of her heart that um she may worry or struggle or um be pressing through right now lord god that your your strength be made strong in every one of her weaknesses lord god i thank you so much for um her spirit, Lord God, I pray that she never shies away from who it is that you've called her to be, no matter what room she's in, no matter who's standing in her face, Lord God, she always remains um, your daughter, Lord God, she always remains herself, Lord, we thank you so much for the plans that you have for her children, oh God, yes, God, we thank you so much that you gave them the right set of parents, that you've um, connected the right village to continue to rear them up. In your ways oh God and so we just thank you for all of the mommies that are listening to the podcast that will listen to this podcast one day and we ask that you continue to um, do the work in them oh God that you've already begun Lord thank you that you are committed to us to the end and it is in Jesus mighty name that we pray amen
2: amen thank you so much Shari
0: yes yes amen amen so um, thank you again for joining the podcast. I can't wait for you to come back on the podcast um, and we can talk about what God has done since this time speaking. Um, but, yeah, it has been a pleasure talking to you and um, we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So thank you guys for listening to Hey Mom, Hey podcast. We'll talk to you later. Bye.